All year long, you strive to keep guests excited and delighted. And all year long, Campbell's is here to support you with our flavorful signature and reserve soups. So easy and convenient to serve, so delicious and satisfying to eat. Let us inspire you with soups for every season at campbellsfoodservice.com. Hi, I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor for Food Service Director and Restaurant Business. In this episode of Menu Feed, I'm talking with Donna Josephson, CMO and Senior Vice President for Corner Bakery Cafe, a fast casual that has been in Technomics' top 500 chains ranking since 1999. Corner Bakery now has nearly 200 company-owned and franchised locations around the country. How has Corner Bakery changed with the times to move up in the top 500 and grow? Let's listen as Donna shares her insights about menu evolution, the labor challenge, off-premise trends, and more. Well, welcome, Donna. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Corner Bakery's um, menu and some of the strategies you have for implementing new items. Sure. So let's talk about the labor shortage first, because that remains a huge challenge for the restaurant industry. So how are you meeting that challenge at Corner Bakery, and how does it impact your menu development? Well, we are looking at overcoming that obstacle through several through several methods. Um, one, obviously, is the service model um, in the front of the house and how that impacts guests. And we're, we've been looking at what's really important to the guests. Um, is it important we deliver all their food right to the table? And so we've been looking at, is that really important to them or, or is maybe a pager system allowing them to get the food even faster and hotter? And so we've been using technology in the front of the house to a degree um, to help us with that labor shortage and the cost of labor. And then also um, looking at things that are going on in the back of the house and establishing some operational efficiencies, whether that's scaling back the menu and making sure we don't have menu size creep or just looking at efficiencies of current processes that are going on to make sure that we're being as efficient as possible back there while um, still making great tasting food. Right. Now, I noticed that you've, you introduce a lot of LTOs, uh, mostly seasonally. You change up the menu. So how do you manage to do that with less skilled labor available and how do you keep pace with your competition? Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've been here a couple of years at Corner Bakery, and over the last couple of years, what we've been trying to do is really update the menu. And so while we have a lot of new news, some of that new news, um, it, it appears to be LTO. Very few are really LTOs. We do a real good job at bringing in LTOs that then become core menu items. Mm-hmm. Um, there are always some that are just seasonal, like our berry pecan chicken salad is a seasonal item. It'll come back every spring. And then it uh, rotates off in the fall when berries are not as fresh, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. But, but what we found is as we're trying to elevate that menu, we've been bringing to light some um, speed scratch recipes. For example, we have several base salad dressings, but we'll bring in an ingredient that helps us um, extend the line, if you will, and extend the flavor. And so we've been putting some of that to work for us. Um, also, while we're bringing in new things to update the menu, we've really been working on making sure that we're not getting that menu creep I talked about a little bit earlier, but right. also 
getting some efficiencies. There are some products that are absolute favorites on our menus, like um, an Anaheim panini in the morning. And it's really been difficult for our back of the house crew to make. I mean, first of all, you got to make an Anaheim scrambler, hmm. and then you got to take the scrambler, and then you got to make a panini out of it. And so we've been we've been looking at ways to say how can we take out some steps, and in some instances even make the product better um, for the guests and make it better for the crew in the back of the house. So along with all the new menuization, there's also been let's find more efficiencies. Right. Um, so it doesn't take as much labor in the back of the house. So have you had to eliminate some uh, items from your menu uh, to simplify it, or is that something that you aren't approaching now? No, we did. We did a menu evolution uh, right as I came on board here a couple years ago where we did pair the menu back. And we're also consistently looking at trying to be good partners to our distribution partners. Um, who are always taking a look at how many proprietary SKUs we have. Right. And um, so we've really been on a track to reduce the number of proprietary SKUs, the number of menu items. Um, and so we continually take a look at that and, and how some things can contract down. And it's, sometimes that's a difficult decision to make because, you know, there's a few guests that have been here for a long time and those are their favorite things. So right. We have had some contraction. Um, and we have had some additions as well, uh, but we have eliminated just in the last, um, not necessarily menu items, but just in the last year, we've eliminated 25 SKUs wow. in proprietary in our distribution system. Yeah. Um, some of that's because we're doing speed scratch in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that is just an elimination of menu items. They're just not necessary in order to get guest satisfaction. Well, let's talk a little bit about Speed Scratch. What kind of products do you use to, you know, implement that type of cooking style? A lot of times, um, those will be our, our sauces. Um, you know, our, our paninis are, and our uh, scramblers in the morning are all made fresh to order. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those things will have, um, have eggs in-house. We have some other items in-house. But a lot of that, everything in the back is made fresh to order. So... But we really are leveraging it a lot on sauces. Um, we're leveraging a little bit on topped breads, like topped focaccias, mm-hmm. and adding flavor um, to an already existing product that we have or an existing element that's in our menu. So uh, leveraging things those ways to help increase and create new unique flavors. So you cross-utilize some ingredients too? Is that part of your strategy? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. And... Usually we have a general rule when we're in menu development. Um, we're keeping a real watchful eye, you know, and making sure we're managing the number of SKUs for the back that are in distribution and then making sure we're efficient. So if there's, an, if there's something on the menu, and I'll give you an example right now. We've got a long-time menu favorite, the Asian salad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably got some of the, the most, I should say, the most proprietary SKUs in that one individual salad. Mm. But it's a fan fave. So maybe it's time for us to update it, take a look at those proprietary elements. There is a way for us maybe to do some speed scratch on the dressing. Um, We've had great, we have a product that's going into test, and it's got great, even better taste. Um, So we think that we have a way to update that, reduce the SKUs, reduce how hard it is to implement, and have a better tasting product. And that's really the goal. Right. Well, I'm a big fan of it, and our office is right across the street from a corner bakery, so we go there often. (laughs) 
So. Can I pick your favorite? Yeah, that is definitely one of my favorites. I have a few, but <laughs> that okay. is definitely okay. one of them. So I noticed that you introduced some vegetarian items lately, and you, you're going, you're using more ancient grains and uh, plant-forward kinds of dishes. So can you talk about that a little? Because that's a huge trend in the industry as a whole. Right. Yes, we're we're just seeing that you know the consumers are wanting to eat the way they want to eat these days. You mm -hmm. know, my lifestyle goes one way. Some my friends' lifestyle goes the other. So we need to have more things that appeal to more people on the menu. And plant forward or plant based is one of them. So the power greens and grain salad is something that we tested last year. And it, the thought was that that was going to be an LTO to core salad. The problem was is that it was really difficult for the operators. Mm. It was really difficult. We had, we were roasting farro and we were doing other things with all these grains. And, and so what we did is we put that on hold and we went and we sourced some ancient grains that didn't that came together for us mm -hmm. that we didn't have to do so much work in the back of the house to oh, bring cool. that to life and quite frankly they taste even better and so we re-engineered the salad so that it was a little bit more um, back of the house friendly mm -hmm. but it was still great tasting for the guests and so we've brought that back and that's going to be a permanent menu item for us on the menu um, now that it's launched oh, great. So, and it features you know, the baby kale, the arugula, we call it our power greens blend. Mm -hmm. And we use that power greens blend in other places, like in our power breakfast bowl, mm -hmm. which also uses those ancient grains. And that's a great example of that cross utilization right? across day parts of some of the same existing um, SKUs and ingredients. Right. So, and I also noticed that you introduce a lot of seasonal beverages, especially in the coffee area. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Last, I think last year we introduced cold brew. And, you know, that was really on trend, uh, bringing in cold brew. So we wanted to, to take advantage of that and offer that to the guests. And then it's just a natural uh, to add flavors to that. And last year ago, Christmas, we had the white chocolate mint cold brew, and it mm -hmm. was a huge hit. And so we knew we were on to something with flavoring beverages for consumers in that cold brew lineup. And then we've also brought in some seasonality to the hot coffee lineup and espresso with the hazelnut flavors. Hazelnut is a flavor that we have in our brewed coffee mm -hmm. all the time. And so it's very popular with our guests. We did some studies on, is hazelnut really the flavor to have? And our guests spoke loud and clear, yes. <laughs> Don't touch our hazelnut. Right. And so um, we thought, let's leverage that across the rest of the coffee portfolio. And so that's what we've what we've brought in to play. And it's performing really well for us. Oh, great. Well, can you talk a little bit about some of the items you might have in the pipeline for spring? I know we're in the, you know, at the end of January now, but spring is going to come here soon, <laughs> hopefully. Spring is coming. Well, the, the, um, the, tea, the, the berry salad always comes back. So mm -hmm. it will be making its appearance here in the spring. And the, as I mentioned, the power greens and grains are going to stay, and the uh, power breakfast egg bowl um, is staying. In addition to that, we are going to, in the breakfast category, going to be launching frittata bites. And mm. these are made in the back of the house, fresh baked. And um, so they're very low carb. Right. And just the right size bite. And uh, So those will be coming in in the spring. And then um, the Rosa pasta has been a hit, so that mm -hmm. is going to stay. 
And then we are also going to have Beyond Meat meatballs oh. and linguine. Um, we did a very quick test with that out in L.A. And so in in the spring and April, Beyond Meat will be will be featured on our menu um, as far as a meatball linguine with red sauce. And then it will also be a substitute that you can get in your meatball panini. If oh. you are looking to eat more plant-forward and reduce, or just have meatless days, you know, mm -hmm. reduce the number of days that you eat meat. Um, so we think that that's a nice option for our guests. Right. Um, so those are some of the things we're working on. We also, though, like to appeal to, to many. And so we've had an LTO that didn't make it to core that has been a fan favorite, and it is the pulled, spicy pulled pork panini. Mm. And so... If you talk about going from one spectrum to the other, plant forward, <laughs> our greens and grains, and we're going to take you all the way then to just hearty, spicy, and delicious with that uh, spicy balsamic pulled pork panini. Right. So that'll be coming back in the spring. Well, I think consumers really, you know, they vacillate between wanting something indulgent and wanting something healthier, and one day they might want one thing, and the other day they might want something else. So I think that's a really smart way to go. Yes, I know I don't eat the same every single day. No, so. me neither. <laughs> and, you know, I noticed that you're calling some of your menu items lifestyle, um, and that seems to be something that other fast casuals are doing as well, um, you know, appealing to these lifestyle diets or appealing to, like, the flexitarian way of eating. Is that something you're mm -hmm. consciously doing, too? We are consciously doing that. We've been, we've had a gluten um, sensitive menu that's available that you could take a look at and and say, hey, I, I really, whether you need gluten-free or whether you're just gluten-sensitive, that menu's been out there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then as we started looking at, gosh, some people want to eat low-carb, um, some people want to eat meatless, or some people want to eat plant-based or plant-forward. And so really, it's how do you describe that? And it is lifestyle. And so we've said in Marketing Window 2, which is our spring menu, we are really going to come forward and just say, hey, these are all the different ways that you can enjoy. Whatever your lifestyle may be, mm -hmm. these are the things and these are the ways that you can enjoy Corner Bakery. So aside from um, the lifestyle trend, what other food and beverage trends are impacting R&D going forward? Uh, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of, of the plant-based, that's been around for so many years, but now mm -hmm. I think it's really reaching the masses. So right. I see that only continuing to grow. Um, and also just looking for seasonality and ingredient transparency, that's going to continue. But we're also seeing a lot with snack and beverage starting to happen mm. and looking at really interesting ways to pair snacks with beverages in the afternoon. Mm. So we're taking a look at that a little bit deeper as well. We've launched some new bakery items. Um, again, taking taking some things that we have equity in, like baby bunks. Mm -hmm. We sell a lot of baby bunks. They're so and cute. So, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're so cute. And we, we had just a, a minimal lineup of those. So you're going to see flavors coming from us right now. The confetti bunt is out. It's great for celebration. Mm -hmm. In the spring, you're going to see a limoncello bunt. Um, there's some other bunts in the pipeline that are going to be great um, tasting that might help pair really well with some of our coffee flavors that we're going to bring out. So, um, in our cold brew, flavored cold brew. So I think 
you'll see from us and probably from a lot of others, a lot of innovation around the beverage. Right. As, as folks are moving away from and have been for years from carbonated beverages mm -hmm. just to different ways and flavors um, to enjoy while dining out. Well, I, you know, we've done a lot of uh, pieces on snacking and how the snacking trend has really increased. And so, you know, the baby bunts are a great idea for afternoon snacks. Will those frittata bites be available as a snack as well? Yes. That is another interesting, the breakfast all day trend mm -hmm. that has been going on for a while. Frittata bites, we just discussed it this morning, actually, in an R&D meeting. I said, this is a perfect all day snack. Right. Especially for somebody looking for a low carb option. And... We currently have those in a couple of locations, and they are serving them and getting requests for them all day long. Oh, that's so great. So that is definitely another um, savory afternoon snack option right. that will be there. Well, I'll definitely have to run across the street and try them when they come out in yeah, Chicago. Have to make sure you know, I yeah. have to make sure you know about it. <laughs> yeah. So as far as um, delivery goes, I mean, everyone's talking about delivery, and so how are you um, boosting in-premise dining in light of the surge of delivery. A part of that um, that you see that we're bringing to bear with all the new menu items mm -hmm. is hoping to drive some of that on-premise. But you know, we really are seeing that the traffic has moved to those delivery occasions, mm -hmm. like occasions, and online ordering. So I would say we've put a lot of service into what's going on in the dining room. Last year, we implemented a first-time guest program where if you hadn't dined at Corner Bakery before, we really wanted to make sure that you felt comfortable, mm. and we wanted to make sure that we were fulfilling all your needs and offering you to, to join our e-club, and, and we tried to attack it that way. We did do some consumer on what would make you go more frequently, and a lot of our consumers are saying, I just want convenience, I want speed. Um, Sometimes, you know, if I don't know the menu, I just don't feel comfortable. So that was the reason for the first-time guest program. Oh. Um, but also, we've been embracing the delivery aspect of it. Mm -hmm. A lot of brands have fought that for so long, and I think the fighting's over. It's right. <laughs> and so you have to start embracing that. And truth be told, I think what we're seeing, especially for a brand our size that is very concentrated in some urban areas, but then... Um, maybe not as convenient if you're in the suburbs, what we're seeing is that by introducing some guests to Corner Bakery via delivery, maybe the first way they enjoy us. Mm -hmm. And so it is a way to help create our brand awareness and maybe get in that consideration set for a dine-in occasion at right. some point in the future. So have you had to adapt your menu to delivery, like making delivery-friendly food or changing the packaging or any way um, that you had to accommodate labor? to, you know, get delivery on up to speed? Sure, yeah, I, you know, at first, when we first started doing this, uh, we had a long conversation um, about paninis. Paninis are something that we saw a lot of, and mm -hmm. our number one selling sandwich is chicken pomodori panini. And so the question was, can we really do a good panini via delivery? Mm -hmm. It might take a long time to get there. And we thought for a hot minute about not offering that via delivery. Right. And then. We came to the conclusion if folks are going to come to Corner Bakery, they're going to want the best tasting things that we have. And so we've worked a little bit on packaging. We are not 100% bright yet on where we want to be with delivery packaging, mm. to-go packaging. But we are getting there. 
Um, we have worked on how we have to stage and set up for delivery for the back of the house. It's mm -hmm. very different. Right. We do have rapid. Um, ours is called Goodness, Goodness to Go. Mm -hmm. but essentially, it is like a rapid pickup that one of our major competitors has where everything is staged and then set out for the guests so that it can be as quick as possible for either the delivery driver or to-go pickup. So we are making changes along those lines, and I think we're going to have to continue to evolve in the packaging realm and then also in the uh, in what we're producing. Right. But most of our menu really didn't change for mm. delivery. That's great. Same thing. And are you using mostly third-party delivery companies, or are you doing some yeah. on your own? Mm -hmm. Yes, we did a short self-delivery experiment or test mm -hmm. in, a, in one of our markets. And we decided that the third-party people had the infrastructure there and the cost that we were seeing in getting people to deliver. We decided to go the route of just embracing the third-party delivery vendors. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've done. Okay. Well, talking about off-premise, I know that catering is a big part of your business. So could you talk a little bit about how, you, how you've expanded catering or what types of things you offer on the catering menu? Sure. Um, catering is 25% of our business, so it's huge at Corner Bakery. Mm. And um, I think that's, that's one of the things that we do very, very well. And obviously, we, we have delivery experience. Catering. And as we're looking to expand, we we really have started putting all of the new ideations into catering. So if we look at our strategy over the last the two years that I've been here, we've been working on elevating the proteins, elevating the breads, elevating the taste and flavors of the dine-in experience. And what we've done is for all those LTOs to core, we've been finding ways to take those to the catering menu. So mm. It elevates the flavor that's on the menu. Now, for future strategy, what we're looking at is ways to give the catering consumer more options. Um, more options in a breakfast box, for example. Mm -hmm. Some of those tasty things I talked about earlier, like right. the ricotta bites. Um, how can we get those into catering? And so those will be coming in the spring in catering as well. And then, you know, our, our salads are fantastic, and we offer them in bulk, but why don't we offer them in salad boxes as well? Mm. Um, have salad boxes instead of just sandwich boxes. And so some of it is taste and flavor enhancements that are going along with what is happening with the dine-in and the um, dine-in menu. Mm -hmm. But others, there's going to be packaging enhancements and just wait different ways to get our food the way that you need it. The largest thing that we sell on our catering menu is box lunch. Mm. Oh, that surprises so, me because I would have thought breakfast would be the biggest day part. Yeah, breakfast is big, but mm -hmm. we sell more box lunches than anything else. Oh, interesting. So, uh, when you're looking at it from a mixed perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I think we really need to have more variety there for the consumer. And there is variety on that menu, but it's not always packaged the way consumers need it. Mm. So we're taking a look at that now to help expand and really um, add more variety for our, for our customers. Right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about what's coming down the pike in 2020? Uh, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of exciting menu additions and seasonal flavors, but is there anything else you want to add about that? Well, 
we are launching, you know, going back to your question about how are you driving people in for dine-in, mm -hmm. we have launched a loyalty program. Um, and basically, it's a revamped loyalty program. And um, so that has also taken off, and we are going to be really promoting that a little bit more. And I think it's more of an incentive for consumers to use us and to come visit us and dine in. Um, but it will be integrated with all of our online ordering and, and processes going forward. So I think that's just another way that we're adding value for the consumer. Right. And as you go forward in expanding delivery and catering, do you have to hire more people, or can the staff you currently have take care of it? You know, the staff we currently have has been taking care of it. Um, catering is something that we do really well, mm -hmm. and so we're, we're fairly we're fairly well-oiled machine there as far as that goes. But I will say we have had to change, you know, some of those processes in the back of the house to help streamline the to-go mm -hmm. pickup and also the delivery. And so that has changed, but we haven't really added people. And the goal is, is that through the process improvements that we're doing in the back, help offset, and we just redirect some of that labor. Great. And what's happening in the back of the house. Well, it sounds very smart. <laughs> Donna, thanks for sharing Corner Bakery's challenges and successes. Join us next time as we delve into more menu trends that will help you stay ahead of the curve. All year long, you strive to keep guests excited and delighted. And all year long, Campbell's is here to support you with our flavorful signature and reserve soups. So easy and convenient to serve, so delicious and satisfying to eat. Let us inspire you with soups for every season at CampbellsFoodService.com. Thank you.